Hey there, and welcome to the His Beloved Catholic Podcast. I'm Megan Copeland. And I'm Kendra Bartlett, and we are two best friends that we live right across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids, a ton of redheads. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we run a ministry in Austin, Texas called His Beloved, and our mission is to invite women, children, teenagers into an encounter with Jesus and to bring revival in the Catholic Church. And we are just so excited you are here. Come join us. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the His Beloved Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm so glad you're here. And I'm sorry that I didn't get to see you last week. I kind of had some mess ups, and we had some podcast editing issues that we didn't get it back in time from our editor. And then I lost my voice for a whole week, and then it accidentally uploaded one minute of content. <laughs> and I really apologize for all of that, but we are back. And our guest this week is amazing. He is hysterical. He knows more about Jesus and the faith and how to lead teens to Christ than anybody I know. And he happens to live across the street from me, and that is Kendra's husband, Chris Bartlett. He is just a ton of fun and we laugh and at some point Kendra and I kind of forgot we were like leading a podcast <laughs> you'll hear that in the episode he's like are you guys gonna ask me any questions but uh, we have a really good time and on this episode he shares with us a beautiful story of a time where he got to speak to someone heart to heart in the middle of a mosh pit in a concert it's so much fun we talk about what it means to live on mission to evangelize to people in our daily lives and most of that evangelization looks like just loving people loving people and when they ask about jesus being ready to talk to them about it um, it's a great conversation you will laugh it's fantastic also i want to share with you something really exciting we are doing our very first advent series on the podcast and this series is going to be about the names of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus as the lion and the lamb and the bridegroom as, you know, the light to the world. Like there's so many different facets of his personality, of who he is. And so this is all about intimacy with Jesus. He keeps putting on my heart that he wants people to know who he is, to know how mighty he is and how gentle he is and how deeply he loves you. So we are going to have two episodes each week moving forward. So you will have a Tuesday episode and a Friday episode coming soon. And on the days in between, we have a little journal that goes along with it. Now on this journal, it's an opportunity for you to learn how to hear the voice of God, to learn how to go to that secret place in your heart, to have silence and solitude and to encounter Jesus there and to let him shower you with his love, to show you what he thinks of you. You know, I think sometimes people listen to our podcast and they think, you guys hear from the Lord. I don't get to hear from him. Well, guess what? You do get to hear from him. And this is going to be a step-by-step -step guide to walk you through how to have a vibrant, intimate prayer life with Jesus. And our hope is that by Christmas morning, you are going to know him in a way that you have never known him before. That you're going to know yourself in a way that you've never known him. That you will have healing. You will have peace. You will have joy. You will have freedom. And you will be able to just walk with peace right into Christmas morning. 
It's going to be great. We cannot wait to see what the Lord will do with this study and with this podcast. And we're so thankful that we just got to be, you know, the fingers on the keyboard that wrote out his words for you because they're pretty powerful. So if you want to buy the study, you can purchase it on our website. It goes on sale tomorrow, Friday, Black Friday, and it's $10 on our website. And it is a digital download that you can print anywhere you'd like. You can take it and have it bound if you want to. You can just put it in a binder. It's up to you. And also, if you already have a devotional you're planning to do during Advent, that's okay. Please keep listening to the podcast. If you don't buy the book, that's fine. You don't need to buy the book. Just listening twice a week, you will get so much out of this study as well, because we're going to go deep on the podcast about each one of these names of Jesus. All right, guys, I hope you are ready to laugh and ready to be inspired to love your neighbor and to preach the gospel. Bye, guys. Hey, y'all. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. We always say that. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, we have a super fun guest today, um, and he's kind of my favorite person in the whole <laughs> world. One near and dear to your heart. One near and dear to my heart. My husband. Hello, everybody. How are you? Christopher Bartlett. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Good. Glad you came in with us. I can't see you right. So last night was Halloween. Where's Waldo? And I can't unsee where's Waldo right now. <laughs> Even though you don't you have your costume on. Today. Yeah. It was cold. I was wearing a jacket zipped up and people still knew just from the hat and the goofy yeah, glasses. The they knew the Waldo. There you are. Yeah. That's too funny. You called him Christopher Bartlett. And I never hear people call him Christopher Bartlett except for like on Facebook. And the woman who oh, thought funny. I was like cheating Costco the other day and then was like, is Christopher Bartlett here? You're holding his card. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> trying to go through the Costco line with me using your card. And I was like, ah. I froze totally. I didn't yeah, know what to say. I know. And then we tuck tail and we're like, okay, sorry. Yes. She's like, he has to be present for you to use his card. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't tell you. We got caught. You got busted <laughs> we got Costco. busted at Costco. <laughs> we didn't get kicked out though. Good. Oof, that yeah. was a close call. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So we're glad you're here today. I'm glad to be here. Are you, okay. you guys gonna ask me any questions? Sorry. Don't you yes. normally like punk people at the beginning of your show? We like, do. hey, we here's do. a random well, question. So here's the thing: you're we're around you all the time, so we don't have any questions for you. <laughs> I think okay. Oh, we should probably tell them who Chris is. Yeah, I mean, he's your husband. He's my he's, husband. He's more than yes. that. He's also vice president of Ablaze Ministries. So my whole life that I've known him, he's been in youth ministry. His heart has been for the teens, been for youth ministry, and now he's vice president of Ablaze Ministries, and where they mission to youth. Yes. We, you can say it. Well, I was well, say, you should probably to explain youth. what that looks like. Okay. I'll take us. it from here, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, we seek to transform the church through mission to youth. Um, we uh, put missionaries in parishes. We partner with parishes to revitalize or grow their mission to youth. And we use the phrase mission to youth because a lot of times traditional approaches to youth ministry, which is very programmatic, yeah. um, have not borne the fruits that we desire in the church. And so we prioritize community over content and mm -hmm. people over programming. And yes. basically it looks more like the road to Emmaus than the Sermon on the Mount. And yeah. God blesses it. There's fruits from it and it's amazing. So um, yeah, blaze.us if you want to check us out, check out our website. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of amazing things God is doing. And they're launching a new branch of it also called the Blaze Connect, which is really awesome. It's another way that they're transforming the mission to youth. Want to share a little bit about that too? Yeah, so there's anybody... a lot of parishes post-pandemic that did not have the chance to yeah. uh, continue to fund their youth ministry program and things like that. So in the United States, there are a lot more parishes that have either no mission to youth or youth ministry or uh, it's volunteer or part-time led. And so 
uh, Blaze Connect seeks to partner and journey, really accompany parish leaders to be able to relaunch or revitalize mm-hmm. youth ministry in their parishes. And it's it's been a hit so far. It's been yeah. a lot of fun to be able yeah. to lead leaders who are just like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, well, actually, you kind of do. Yeah. Because you've been gifted with uh, with uh, baptism and there's graces that come along with that. So let's build from there. Right. And then people are like, okay, now I'm hungry to start doing more and more and more and just mm, seeing people good. get on fire yeah. because they connect their love to God's love for young people. And then it just turns into a, a fire. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that's uh, so many people want to do. And I think that's kind of the Lord's going to kind of lead us there with through this podcast and what we're going to be talking about. But so many people want to do more for the church and for the young people. But, you know, it's like, how do I do that? And for us going through encounter, so all three mm-hmm. of us are in year two of encounter. Um, you may have known this. I don't know about you, but for me, it really awakened me to the reality of my baptism and the reality of the graces and that came with my confirmation and, Mm. and what I can stand firmly in being priest, prophet and King and, and moving forward in that mission. Um, so yeah, because one thing that encounter does is we have a tendency to be like, well, that person is Mm -hmm. good with youth or that person is Jesus and they have an anointing to speak to people or they, you know what I mean? Like we kind of like categorize people like the holy ones over there and the rest of us are over here and encounters like, no, it's all of us. Right. (laughs) Like each and every one of us have the same ability for prophetic gifting and the same, like we've been given those gifts. It's not something that we have to like conjure up ourselves. And we get nervous about the demands Mm -hmm. of being Catholic. Oh, I'm supposed to share the gospel. Gospel, but the grace that comes along with those demands far exceed the mm. need of the demand. Yeah. Mm. Like if God is saying, Hey, I require you to go to Mass every Sunday, yeah. it's like, okay, well, that's a demand. But the grace that comes along with that demand actually gives us the ability to transform the world. Yeah. Mm. It's like, whoa, you yeah. just asked me to give you an hour and now I can change my neighborhood. Like yeah. it's just powerful. Right. It's cool. And I think it comes, um, it doesn't have to be this big, grandiose, formal thing. Um, it's letting it transform your life in the day to day. And I want you to share the story of the concert. I, w- I will. I want to, but okay. we've dove in way too deep. I listened to all your episodes. <laughs> You're, so You're really going to make us ask you silly you. questions. So I, I, I have a silly question for you. Okay. And I think okay. it might, it might turn into a debate. We're going to, we're going to pull out for just a minute and we're going to okay. get, get a little more okay. levity in here. But, uh, uh, best Halloween candy, best candy, and then oh, and then Kendra worst. Kendra and I are we do not get along in this. Co- and then question. worst candy because I'm very <laughs> passionate about what I believe the worst candy is. Yeah, me too, and it's her best candy. No, we are we do not get along on this subject okay. at all. Well, Megan, you get to, you get the floor first. <laughs> what is what's the best and worst candy? The best. And let, let's put it in the context of Halloween. because yeah. it's got to be able okay. to be mass produced and like hand outable. You can't say Milka white chocolate, which <laughs> is one of my favorite types of chocolate, but it's only in Europe. Like, oh, give me right. a break. I know that means. Yeah, yeah. So it turns out I was a very picky child. I knew that. But like, even with candy, I only ate like four candies, I think. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't know why it was so ridiculous, but so there's lots of candies that I don't think I've ever even tasted because I decided they were terrible. But I love Snickers and Reese's. I think those are my two favorite <laughs> Snickers and Reese's and I Reese's pieces. Well, no, Reese's cup, I was very peanut butter, peanut butter cup my whole okay. life until recently I decided that pieces actually are good. I just never tasted them <laughs> until like a year ago, but very, very big peanut butter cup, but almond joys. Girlfriend. The worst. Do you think they're the worst? Oh, I do not like Almond Joy. And I love almonds, and it's a big fat lie because there's not almonds in there. It's just, there's like one. And I the know. rest of it is coconut. Like, <laughs> why did they call it Coconut Joy? Well, that's what mounds are. 
Almond Joys are the ones with the almonds, but the mounds, mounds have almond joys have nuts. Mounds don't. Right, right, right. Because, yeah, there, there's the jingle. Yeah. So I would actually put mounds slightly below almond joy because okay. at least almond joys have an almond. One almond, but one they should almond. have more almonds than one. <laughs> there, I might not, like it more. If there one was almond more. is not enough joy. You need no, to call it almond. Do not call it almond joy. But, if you but get one. even thinking about the marketing, a mound. Like that does not sound good. <laughs> Whose idea was this? Whose idea was that? Mounds don't. Need a mound of chocolate. Sounds I see good. a mound on your leg. You need to go get it looked at, right? That doesn't <laughs> that make sense. That's terrible. Yeah. I know, I know. That's so funny. Yes, almond joys are delightful. Just going to. Yes. But gonna, are they number one? Actually, I forgot about a candy that I saw. I saw last night in one of our kids' buckets and I got excited about it. Hundred grand. I don't even know what that is. It's so either. good. Okay, we we're bought gonna those. Dig the in our the kids chocolate buckets. that we bought. No, yes, it, it was had in, in there, yeah. but I didn't know what that is. Okay, we gotta try it. It's really good. It's like toffee or something. No, well, I don't know what it is. It's like <laughs> caramel. It's chewy. It has the crunchy of the crispy ricey things and mm. covered in. It's really. Good. Did you see the house that was giving out like full size? Like one of Tessa got a full size nerd rope. Yes, and then all the boys tricked her into giving it away. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she traded it. She traded it to Jude, and Jude gave her something sour. I was like, oh, Jude, you won that trade. You just totally right? tricked a three-year-old out of a fantastic candy. Yeah. We have a rule in our house that no one's allowed to trade with the younger kids. They, <laughs> the younger kids get like a 24-hour rule that they yeah. can undo. There's a lot of remorse with trades that have happened in oh, our home. Oh, yeah. Gosh. This thing yeah. was like 12 yes. inches long. It yeah, was it was amazing. a good one. It was. I went up to one of the houses that was given away full size, and I had in my pocket a, a snack size M&Ms or whatever. So uh-huh. I just joked with them and said, here, I'll make you a trade. And they're like, great. So I give them a snack size of M&Ms. <laughs> then I take a full size M&Ms <laughs> and they're like, good trade. And I'm like, oh, even better trade. And I put that back in. I grab Twix, a full size Twix. And they're like, that's fine. Everyone was that's just, so they, there was, that's a, funny. the weather was perfect. The yeah, vibe, was everything so was great. Last yeah. Yeah. We yeah. took a um, trailer. My husband brought a trailer home of all the kids like piled on top to go to the cool part of the neighborhood where they give out the cool yes, candy. Yes. Because <laughs> our street doesn't do that. But, but also that part of the neighborhood knows that there's a cool neighborhood. The, and and so every single way. house is they giving work it. it. Because yeah. everywhere else you had to skip like every other house to they, find someone yeah. with their light yeah, on. Yeah. Really well, Chad said even when he was a little boy, they gave out full size. Oh, really? Like, you know, if you move into that street, uh-huh. this is your job. This is your job. You have That's to do awesome. So. Um, okay, my least favorite worst thing ever created, I feel like, are Whoppers. The, like... <gasps> The malt balls? The malt balls. What? You don't like those? Uh-uh. I'm okay with that. I can do a Whopper. No? No. Not a fan. The malt. Mm-mm. Um, what about I'm, you, Chris? I'm going to start with my worst so we end on a positive note. <laughs> because I think I think we'll have some alignment in regards to, yeah, that's a pretty good candy. Um, the worst, Tootsie Rolls. Uh, see, I'm not a big Tootsie Roll fan either. Uh, Tootsie Rolls and... They come in handy when you're a toilet costume, don't they, Christopher Bartlett? Okay, but that's Ew. a different story for a different time. In, <laughs> in, college, story for now. in college, I dressed up. So we're in Europe. <laughs> And it's the fall semester, and this is Austria. Studied abroad for a semester. It was awesome. You did this in Europe. I did this in Europe, and they. <laughs> you were that American. <laughs> no, time out. When the you town, say it like that, yes. the town was having a Halloween party because they know that there's the Americans at the campus there or yeah. whatever. So they do a costume party, and this is not an area that has like what? What are those big Halloween no outlets? Spirit Halloweens. <laughs> yeah, Spirit Halloween stores, and so you're just like, what do we have? So we took our laundry basket that was provided by the school. <laughs> It was white and we cut it in half. So it looked like a toilet basin, like half of a laundry basket. And then we uh, put some holes in it and different things like that. And I created myself with cardboard and white paper to look like a toilet. And and I could put my hands inside the, the, the basin 
And whenever someone flushed, I would take a Tootsie Roll, <laughs> and there was a little tube going out, and I would drop a Tootsie Roll. Were they wrapped or unwrapped? <clears throat> they were wrapped. Oh, okay. They were wrapped, okay. yeah. Good, good, good. So I would drop a Tootsie Roll, and, which is hilarious. <laughs> Some and then these little kids would end up kept pushing, <laughs> and it, it wasn't a normal handle. It was like a little thing on my shoulder that they would yeah. have to push, and I'm tall, so they had to jump up and push it. And so if they pushed it more than three times, the third time, I had a water bottle in there. <laughs> And they would, they would stick their hands down there to grab the Tootsie Roll and their hands would get soaking wet. And it was, <laughs> it was hilarious. And so that's awesome. There were, uh, there were three girls that dressed up as Zimmels, which is like a, a breakfast bread. Um, oh. and the, all the townspeople were, um, the judges were male. And so the, the, the cute Z, uh, Zimmel girls <laughs> won, won first prize, but I got second prize, which, which I consider that a win. So That's yeah, hysterical. it was fun. Okay. So, I agree with you with Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, they're kind of pointless. Tootsie yeah. Rolls are, are the worst. Chad if you, loves them. Like, so does Joseph. Yeah. If you're the house that uh, gives out Tootsie Rolls, upgrade. And <laughs> to give real out, chocolate. No, just give out pencil erasers. That, <laughs> that in my opinion, is, so is an upgrade, and yeah. it's, it's it's just as good on your teeth. So, so um, funny. The, the best one, in my opinion, that, that gets, because it's kind of a hidden gem, but it does occasionally get handed out at Halloween. I love the uh, cookies and cream, Hershey's cookies and cream. You do, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're a white chocolate man. I'm a white chocolate guy, and, uh, yeah. and, and anything chocolate is... I would I would consider top shelf of Halloween candy. Right. Yeah. Because we we went last night and someone had warheads. Do you guys remember I those remember sour you- intense oh, sour warheads? Torture. I was behind you when you saw that and you were like, yeah, warheads. <laughs> I grabbed a handful so that we could expose our kids to my experience in middle school. We're like, totally. no, this will be good. And then you just suffer for like sixty you seconds. Feel like you're gonna die. And then you finally get to the blueberry chew or whatever. I would rinse whatever. it off in the water. <laughs> you would cheat. I would. Oh, that's I hysterical. Do it. it used to be like the dare. Like this <laughs> yeah. is like oh, it was a big the ice bucket challenge. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, we just had warheads. We had yeah. candy that was mean to us. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Now they have the gross tasting jelly bellies. Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> There's no, no reason to do that. No. Mm-mm. Yes, the uh, the vomit flavored. I've, yeah. I've experienced yes. that. I have yeah. too. So okay. So it's to horrible. shift to shift back to on topic, <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to try and segue. Okay, but I okay. have a question for you. I'm yes. going to segue us. Okay, so. A blaze. I'm. I think it's amazing, and yes. and I think I would think that even if I wasn't living across the street from you and watching what you're doing every day, I think there is a spirit in that um, ministry for the heart of teens, for like you said, connection and for letting the Holy Spirit move. Yeah. Will you tell us the taco story? Yeah. Great job. Because Megan. the taco story, Taco Tuesday, Taco Tuesday is. It is grassroots anybody can love kids ministry at its finest like we Mm. don't need some amazing program we don't need some amazing well-trained like it's just heart-to-heart discipleship and and connection so about taco tuesday in general or one of the stories of the kids through it either way just the way that it started what it's done where where it's going yeah yeah so uh october of last year uh, we just have a passion for outreach, yeah. And we recognize that the teens that are coming, or the youth that are coming to our parishes, are not all the youth that are part of that parish's mission, right? And so, a parish is actually a boundary, a plot of land. People from Louisiana know that because their counties are actually called parishes, yeah. Um, so, anyways, so we want to do a lot of outreach. We encourage our missionaries to do so, and we said, well, why not bribe them for outreach, like? <laughs> Our office is like literally a block away from mm-hmm. this middle school, SFA middle school. And so we started 
handing out tacos one Tuesday. We said Taco Tuesday, and we'll just hand out some tacos in the morning, and we handed out about 15 tacos. People looked at us like we were trying to put razor blades in their candy, <laughs> Halloween candy, like all that weird stuff, right? Totally. And, uh, and then a couple of, couple of weeks, like two weeks went by, and now on the third Tuesday, we're handing out like 100 tacos, a little bit before school and then a ton after school. And then like another two months go by, and the school gets out, on uh, Taco Tuesday, this is only on Tuesdays, and there's people literally running from the school <laughs> to our office, and we're seeing over 125 young people pop in, grab two tacos and a soda, and some of them are running back to make it on the bus to make it home in uh-huh. time. Uh, one of the early weeks when we had a couple of leftover tacos, one of the kids comes up and says, can I, can I take an extra taco for my sister at home? Mm-hmm. She doesn't normally get like a, a good dinner. This would be great. So oh. like fill your pockets, dude. Yeah. And we all of a sudden realize that we're meeting a real human need. Yeah. It's not just like tacos are fun, but this is in an area where there's a lot of people that are on uh, school lunch and, and government mm-hmm. assistance and things like that. So it's actually meeting a need. And now we, we serve over. So every Tuesday we have over 185 young people gather, wow. which makes it one of the largest gathering of youth in our diocese on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And uh, anyway, so so where does this go? We at Taco Tuesday propose the faith we don't impose the faith so we'll take them around the office which we renovated I was because say, you knocked down walls. we almost got shut down by the fire code right and so <laughs> really? we knocked down walls and we brought in a pool table and some different uh media stuff and and so it's it's a, a lot of couches for for young people to hang out at and uh and so but but we still have our chapel there and so when it, young people are walking around and they're like what is that oh that's a kneeler well what's a kneeler well it's used to pray well, how do you use it? Can you show me? Like, the, oh. you know, like, it's like, well, how's this widget work? And it's like, you just kneel here and you talk to Jesus. It's like, do you have to be kneeling to talk to Jesus? It's like, well, let's discuss that. And so there's little things yeah. throughout the office that create those conversations and those dialogues. But some people just want someone to say, welcome. How was your day? Here's a taco. Here's a soda. And I think on a long enough timeline, like uh, just to let you know, in Brian, we have one third of the students from that school coming. And yeah. it's one of two middle schools that feeds into the high school. Yeah. Hmm. Which means that over the next couple of years, we're going to have this ministry having reached like one sixth of a, a 5A, 6A wow. high school. 6A high school. Yeah. Like th- this type of outreach in regards to the Catholic Church towards public school kids is really revolutionary and there's some yeah. neat things going with mm. it. Um, but but again, it's not without challenges. We've talked to parole officers. The administration was like, kids can't come off campus and then come back on campus, even if it's just to grab a taco and go ride the bus. But then they met with us and they're like, you guys have been serving our young people. How can we partner with you? Wow. And so now they're talking about where can we install a trash can on the edge of our property so we don't find taco wrappers as kids are coming back on. <laughs> and can we get a teacher? They're talking about having a teacher that kind of stands at the edge to right, make sure kids watches. get safely off and safely back on campus and things like that. And it's because this love for young people that exists is actually an innate yeah. as as people as humans Mm. like we don't want to hurt other humans that's not natural and so they see us loving these young people and they want to partner in that and there's so you don't even have to be catholic to be able to love on these young people and it's amazing to see there's a movement happening in bryant texas because of tacos and y'all also got uh, a caterer to jump in so a caterer was super excited right um and he's like this is amazing i want to be a part of it i can make you tacos at cost wow and he hasn't charged. I think he's finally now starting to charge us. But like he went for almost a year making us tacos without charging us. Wow. 
I mean, this is like this is the power of the community. This is mm-hmm. over ten thousand tacos, yeah. just in yeah. case you're wondering what exactly. this looks like on scale. And so it, it's it's amazing. Um, it, God multiplies; He doesn't divide, and this yeah. is just a great example. His yeah. love is getting multiplied in amazing ways. And I'm not asking you guys to hand out tacos, but I am asking you to do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me asking; it's actually the Lord. Which yeah. is which is a nice segue into uh, <laughs> to kind of kind of our topic today. So yeah. um, I, I was sitting with some things in regards to um, a presentation I was giving, and I dove back into the document Lumen Gentium. Mm-hmm. Now Lumen Gentium is a Vatican II document and light light to the world, and it's talking about how, how all, all the faithful are called to be light to the world. And so I'm going to read a quote. It's going to get kind of heavy, and then we're going to unpack it. Does that okay. sound like a plan? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds right. good. Put my readers on and let's go. So this is Lumen Gentium 31. The lady, by their very vocation, seek the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs and by ordering them according to the plan of God. This is why we can go trick-or-treating and share the joy of Christ. No one last night was wearing outfits or costumes that were violent or that were scary. From our group. From our group. (laughs) From our group. Yeah, specifically from our group. That girl in that wagon, I'm still having nightmares about her. But But, (laughs) the rest of them. But but this is why, as Catholics, we can engage the society in this way and seek to bring the joy of the Lord into that reality. Mm -hmm. To continue on. They live in the world, that is, in each and in all of the secular professions and occupations. You guys remember that old thing, there's an app for that? Mm-hmm. Like there's an app for that. There's an app for that. There's an app for that. There's a Catholic for that. You need, you need Jesus in the in the in the law. Yeah. There's a Catholic for that. Yeah. There's Catholic judges. There's Catholic lawyers. You need Jesus at the checkout line. There's a Catholic for that. There's Catholics that are HEB or your grocery store mm-hmm. doing those things. Yeah. There's a Catholic for that. That's what this is saying. We God has intentionally called some people to not be the body of Christ working at church, yeah. but to be working somewhere else so that the church can be there. Right. Yes. right? So, so that's what that's saying. Mm-hmm. They live in the ordinary circumstances of family and social life from which the very web of their existence is woven. I love that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So your domestic church, your community, the baseball team that you're a part yeah. of, like God is like, I put you there for a reason and you should absolutely radiate the lumen, the light of Christ mm-hmm. in that. They are called by God that by exercising the proper function and led by the spirit of the gospel, they may work for the sanctification of the world from within as a leaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Not as a not as a sledgehammer or anything like that, as a leaven. Isn't that neat? Because leaven yeah, has yeah. to be mixed into the dough in order to be effective. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it moves slowly. It grows right. slowly. It's not yeah. like boom. It's like yeah. this before long, something right. powerful is happening. Yeah, we're yeah. we're we're organic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're that more expensive section of the grocery store. We are organic. <laughs> we fancy. Right? In, in this way, they may make Christ known to others, especially by the testimony of a life resplendent in faith, hope, and charity. Mm-hmm. Therefore, since they are tightly bound up in all types of temporal affairs, it is their special task to order and to throw light upon these affairs in such a way that they may come into being and then continually increase according to Christ to the praise of the Creator and the Redeemer. Wow. So let me sum that up with something we're all familiar with from VBS. (laughs) And they'll know that we are Christians by our love. Mm -hmm. That's what that is saying, right? And so this is is amazing. So I'm called when I go and... uh, and go to my daughter's volleyball game mm-hmm. to, to be a witness to Christ. I'm called when I go to uh, get my oil changed to be a witness to Christ, 
I'm called when I go to Mass to be witness to Christ. Well, that's so easy. On Sunday, it's so easy. But this is saying we are actually like immersed. Mm -hmm. And it's not like even covert. We're not keeping it a secret. This is a public Mm -hmm. document. You know what I mean? Like this is our calling publicly. Uh, But sometimes it feels like in the church uh, that the evangelization that the church is called to do is held exclusively by those with Roman collars or wearing habits. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that's a problem, mm-hmm. right? And and I think the problem is actually in a historical context, it makes sense because back when we grew up in the late 80s, I'm being generous, but like <laughs> in the 80s and in the 90s and things like that, um, we trusted the teacher, the preacher, and the television. Yeah. If mm-hmm. it was on the nightly news, it was true. There was none of this fake news business or anything like that. If the priest said it, we knew it as truth. And, and everyone did that. But as society has become fractured in many different niches and things like and there's good things about it too right if your kid is into underwater basket weaving there is a <laughs> facebook group that you can have them join or whatever like right. there's different communities that exist out there as the world becomes but no longer there's there's no longer institutional trust like there once was mm-hmm. which calls us as the faithful to have to minister differently yeah but before the television was even widely known my mother tells me stories of how my grandfather would gather men over to the house and they would talk about the fight that was on the TV that they had in my grandfather's garage and the homily that they heard Mm. from the last time they went to church together. (laughs) Like those were the things that they discussed. Our society is different now. And so our evangelization must reflect that reality. And so we can't depend on the priests alone to share the gospel. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we never should have anyways. Right. Right. But like, who are you? Who am I to share such an amazing thing? Like the gospel is sacred. It's right. beautiful and it's powerful. And I struggle with sin. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a sinner. Like, And I know yeah. everyone listening on some degree is a sinner as well. Oh, right. And so I have this sense of feeling unworthy. So then how, Lord, am I supposed to be equipped and empowered to do that? Again, the grace outweighs the demand, mm. right? And so at baptism, we are baptized and we're anointed as priest, prophet, and king. And actually, that's what Lumen Gentium goes to unpack in the next couple of paragraphs mm-hmm. of how your anointing as priest means sacrifice, that we are called to be part of the common priesthood, not a common common of the or of the clergy, mm-hmm. but um, to sacrifice. Like we are called to sacrifice. That's what the priests did in the Old Testament. They did all the sacrifices. And it says in Lumen Gentium, it says, actually, family life and ordinary life of people provides ample opportunity for sacrifice. Very sacrificial. Okay, here's a spoiler. Marriage is hard. Yeah. Adulting is hard. Yeah. Being a disciple is sometimes brutally lonely. Like it is sometimes. You're like, does anyone else feel the call of the Holy Spirit? And you're just looking around and you're wondering if you're alone in this. You're Mm -hmm. not alone, but that doesn't change the fact that it is hard and that's okay because that is an opportunity for sacrifice, right? And so we got the anointing of priesthood. We have the anointing of prophet. Mm-hmm. This is something like the Lord did not give you lips just to eat. <laughs> Certainly not Tootsie Rolls as we firmly established <laughs> right? in the first segment, right? Yeah. But the Lord actually gave us lips to proclaim, to proclaim yeah. his praise. And you guys have talked about it before and you guys have actually done it. You know, the last couple episodes where you guys showed the talks that you presented, you guys are proclaiming the truth. Mm-hmm. But everyone that's listening, you are also called to proclaim like the Lord gave you lips to, to glorify and, uh, 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 Bishop Joe Espejo, I forget his last name. He's the youngest bishop. The Bronx bishop. From the Bronx. Oh, yeah. 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 He's amazing. He's awesome. So he's there. I'm in an event and he's there. And he's he's and he is definitely like as Bronx as you can be. He's like, if you can curse, you can bless. <laughs> if you can curse, you can bless. 
have your lips ever cursed? Raise your hand. And so like everyone's like, yeah, I've, I've ended up drop, <laughs> dropping a bad word or whatever. He goes, if your lips can do that, they can do the opposite too. So that's what we're going to do in prayer today. We're going to bless the Lord. And he's just like, <laughs> I it. love that. But it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's we have a, a God that's actually much more simple than complex mm-hmm. because he's much more ex- accessible than distant. And so simplicity is way easier. Like it just anyways, you, yeah. you, you hand a piece of technology to a young person who's a digital native and they're like, here, I figured it out because mm-hmm. those type of things are known to them and it's, things are simpler now, you know, and uh, and so our God is simple. So it, it's not that hard. You're going to be sitting there next to someone and they're going to say something and then you're just going to be prompted to say, you know, God, I will pray that God blesses that situation. And you just proclaimed, you mm-hmm. just used your prophetic voice, right? Yeah. And there's other areas that can be more intentional and to, to ask the Lord, Lord, give me a word, give me a vision, give me an mm. image. You can ask the Lord and make demands on the anointing that God has given you as a baptized Catholic. I'm so sorry. I'm You're yelling, good. I'm yelling Carry at you on, guys. Great. Keep it going. Right? Like if we, if, we don't make, uh, if we don't make demands on the storehouse of graces that God gives for us, yeah. they will not spoil, but they will go unused. Right. Okay, and, hold on. Slow down for a second. Tell us more about using a prophetic word in a situation like that. Okay. What would that look like? Sure, sure. So because that's so cool. <laughs> well, so like, okay. So here's the deal. Like last night, Kendra and I were in a Kendra was in a car accident, and I jumped on the scene, and I was in his Waldo hat. I was dressed as Waldo. <laughs> Not and think I'm, about adri- that. I'm addressing the scene dressed as Waldo. But anyways, uh, long story short, like there was a moment in there and this is kind of a, not a glory story, but kind of a trip up where I was like, I think I should pray with this guy. Cause this like the a, one who hit Kendra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one who hit Kendra. And, uh, and I didn't, hmm. I didn't use my prophetic voice cause you know, there's police around and it's weird to be like, Hey, you just struck my wife in my car and now let's hold hands. You know, like it just, yeah. it, it was, it was a bit of a stretch. Um, and, I'm not actually flexible in real life, but like spiritually I can, I can go pretty boldly. Um, but nevertheless, I, I missed the point, but it was just that prompting. You should pray with this guy wow. yeah. and then prophetic voice. So it's, it's almost like God plants these little seeds mm-hmm. to sprout or to bloom at certain times, but you can get real specific. Like, yeah. Lord, give me an image for mm-hmm. this person. My daughter is suffering. My neighbor is hurting. What's something that I can do to provide comfort or consolation? Give me a word or a song. Like, have you ever been yeah. in adoration and you've been like, oh my gosh, this came into my head and this person would love it. Yeah. Get out your phone in adoration and text it to that person yeah. right, right then and there. Yeah. yeah, right then. On Sunday at mass, um, there was a family in front of us and they have two older boys and one um, has autism and the younger brother was just rubbing his back and loving on him. And it was the most precious thing I've ever seen. And it really like struck me. And, and I heard the Lord just like, he shared his delight with this boy with Mm. me. And, um, and then I was like, okay, I heard that Lord. Is there more? And so, um, he just continued to give me a little more for this young man, for the brother who was rubbing his back. Um, and so afterwards at, after mass, our family all kneels down and we say our like end of mass prayer that we always do. And they get up to leave. And I just, it was just like, get up now. And I got up and I, I tapped his shoulder and he looked at me like, what did I do wrong? You know, like, <laughs> scary, scary little lady. boy. But as I started sharing with him, like God's heart for him his mm. face just lit up. Lit up. Oh, it was so cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Like the biggest smile on his face. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. But on the flip side, like last night with you not praying with the guy, that's okay. Like God is still going to work in that man's life. Yes. And because like the Lord loves us in our weaknesses and 
if we don't listen to that prompting, it's not a closed door for that person. Yeah. You know, God is going to continue to pursue them through other means mm-hmm. and other ways, but he also wants to use us. Yeah. We just might get to be brave and be part of it. Right. Which yeah. is cool. And, like, yeah. and, and knowing that, that yeah. God is still going to accomplish the work of salvation in someone, even if we don't participate in right. our role in that, that should give us a radical freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't depend on us. It does not depend not on us. A, rather, right. rather, he invites yeah. us into it. Right. And if he invites us into it, like, we can't mess it up because right. he already he already knows, well, if this doesn't work out, right? If this person doesn't respond, I already have yeah. a plan for it. So it's almost like a, a ministry lab or a mission lab or a playground. I think God yes. is much more playful in regards yeah. to it. Like, I want to bring delight to you in the way that I share my delight with this person yes. through you. And it is such delight to be able to see mm-hmm. the way he loves someone else. Like, it's so delightful. Right. Yes. So, yeah. so dear listener, experiment. Yeah, try. Just do do something. Lord, tomorrow when I go into the office, give me one opportunity that I know you're asking me to share something or say something yeah. spiritual, you know? And for some people, it's as simple as I'm going to leave my rosary out on my desk instead of in my pocket. Mm. And Lord, bring someone along that's going to ask me about it and, and talk about it. Yeah. That way I can talk about you at work or whatever it is. Cause I know that there's some situations and context, Lord, let me, let me hear your voice in the crying of, of my children or the rearing of my children this day or whatever. Like right. just invite the Lord in and then, have the ear be attuned to it because yeah. God does not disappoint. Okay, now will you share the story of the concert? Okay. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. That's good. So good. beautiful. Anyways, yeah, so this Sorry. is called yeah, the, the big... <laughs> we'll the go big, back to this. No, the, but the 10,000-foot view is that we yeah. are called to be leaven in the world. Yeah. Right? And so what does that look like? Halloween trick-or-treating was one example right. of being joyful and uplifting. Uh, but there's this punk rock band, and they're old. Like, all the guys in the band are now, like, 50. That's but, so weird but, when you see somebody who used to be cool, and now right, they're old. I I can't. And they're still doing what they did and when they were still, 21. Yeah. It's crazy. And, um, and I can barely move, and I'm 40. When I, when okay. I listen to them, like, the 19-year-old in me gets reawakened. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, I, I feel that. I love it. And mm-hmm. um, just, anyway, so their music has carried me. And in, in, a, in a major way, there have been spiritual moments that I've had these realizations to where, I, I mean, Kendra has seen me, like, laying in bed before and watching live shows on YouTube of them playing, and I'm just like, it just speaks to me or whatever. Yeah, so. Yeah. But they're so obscure. They're like a mix between ska and punk. And ska was really cool for three months, if you guys are old enough to remember. <laughs> it, like, I didn't know who this band was when you went. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that band, cool. Yeah, yeah. So so they're, they're this obscure punk rock band. To, to the, like, there were only 2,000 people in the show, and it was sold out at 2,000 because yeah. the venue they chose um, was a smaller venue yeah. because that's the only way they're going to fill it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, I bought my tickets two days before. It's not like it sold out. It sold out the night of at the door. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm going to go by myself because I couldn't find anyone else. Like even, <laughs> even, my, even my punk rock friends, they're like, yeah, I don't know that, that band. Yeah. I'm like, I know every song by that band, you know? So, <laughs> oh. so I go down there and I go and the opening act is okay. And, uh, and I'm a really tall guy. And so the, the guys behind me, um, they had just kind of showed up and in between the first and the second act, um, they, the, the, I, I was just like, step in front of me guys. Cause I feel like I'm just blocking your view. And they're like, are you sure? Yeah. Okay, cool. And he was wearing a shirt with holes in it. And I was wearing a shirt with holes in it. <laughs> hold, on, like, hold on, hold on, <laughs> I saw Chris the day that he went to this concert <laughs> and we're in the front yard and I can't remember what we're talking about, but I remember looking at him going, that shirt has a lot of holes in it. Like that's a really old shirt. I hope Chris is changing before he goes to that concert. No, 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 no. He wore that shirt. To there the are like three shirts that he will kill me 
if I give away. And it doesn't have like a band logo on it. It was just like a yeah. white shirt, right? No, it wasn't Super a white shirt. But yeah, it was Does it have words? It, was, it probably was white. Were there, were there no, words? No, it was a gray shirt. shirt. Whatever. Gray. It's a okay, shirt okay. that my dad actually used to wear. Like, it's a shirt for my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that gives us some sentimentality. Okay. But it's it's old. And it's so very old. I, I observed, I said, it looks like we're both wearing shirts. It was the 25th anniversary of their major album that they, okay. they ended up kind of becoming famous for. I said, we're both wearing shirts that were around when they first toured for this <laughs> this album. You That's know, cute. So, so he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And we get to talking. And then the, the second band comes on and they're like European ska, which I don't know how there's so many distinctions in ska music. <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, and then we're sitting there and we're talking afterwards and there's other people there and we're all like 36 to like 50 years old. Everyone there, mm-hmm. except for some of these younger people that are totally like everyone's loving on them because we want those younger people to have a good time so that this genre of music so that there's fans in the future. You know, this is why old people get excited at mass when young people go to mass and things like right. that. So, um, and they start showing off this, this guy starts showing off pictures of his car and he's like, I have this car and I have this car and I have this car. And I'm like, dude, like that's not very punk rock to show off all the cars that you own at a punk rock show. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but things are different now because of this. I said, okay. He's like, you collect something, don't you? And I'm like, not, I mean, I totally missed opportunity to talk about Garbage Pail Kids. I'm so surprised you did not I talk know, about Garbage Pail Kids. Shame on me. Shocked. But but I said to him, I said, no, I, I, I have, he has six cars. I actually have six kids. He goes, whoa, what are you, Catholic or something? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm Catholic. He's like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the guy, the, the friend that was there with him was like, my grandparents had uh, 15 kids or 19 kids. Whoa. And I'm like, 19 kids? Wow. And, uh, and I said, how did they get that many? And he goes, well... They had, a, they had a number of miscarriages. Mm. And I said, oh, if you're counting miscarriages, which is totally a casual thing to say in the middle of a... <laughs> a, a, a like, this is standing room only. We're all in the pit. The whole thing <laughs> is the mosh pit, right? It's in the mosh pit. And, uh, and, and I said, but if you count that, then we have 11. We've had five, five miscarriages. And the first guy turns around and goes, dude, I think God put me here for a reason. Wow. I'm like, what's up? And he goes, my wife and I just had a miscarriage. Mm. And I was like, yeah, our first one was really hard because it was 15 and a half weeks. And we named, uh, we, named, we named the baby and we named it Baby Michael. And he goes, we named ours Michael as well. Wow. And all of a sudden we just embrace. We just, in the middle of this, we're all sweaty. Like we just embrace. Like this is Austin. It's still 100 degrees outside at yeah. 8, 830 at night. And, uh, and, and then like there was this deep connection and we got to talk and share. And I got to talk about how we processed it and how journeying at different spa- spaces and places right. with uh, with you in a different spot than where I was and how I was angry at God. And I just kind of got to share a little bit. God is number and things like that. And uh, and then the, the punk rock show continues. The, the headliner comes out. And the whole area, the whole floor turns into a mosh pit, which is great for the first two songs. I'm like, yeah, I'm 22 again. This is awesome. <laughs> but after the third song, I'm like, can, can we take a time out, like a break? Like I was exhausted. <laughs> so I find myself off to the edge. I lost this guy completely. Mm. But then we find ourselves at the end of the next song, like smashed right next to each other. And uh, they, they get up there and they're going to play their real angsty song. I'm only 19, like this whole like angsty song. And they're like, is anyone really struggling with something difficult? Anyone going through a hard time? And this guy raises his hand as mm-hmm. high as can be, along with, you know, 30% of the rest right. of the crowd. But I put uh, my hand on his back. He looks at me. He's like, yeah. 
and he gives me a big hug again, and they start the song, and he's in the mosh pit going nuts oh my gosh. and crying mm. at the same time. Wow. Like it was just this amazing moment that God gave me the privilege to see because I chose to go to a concert by myself, yeah. and he allowed me to be Levin. Like mm. it's, yeah. it's that simple. I just showed up to a concert, and I was just nice to people, and God opened a door. Like that's what Lumen Gentium is talking about. Yeah. It's not that complicated, uh, but it does require an attentive boldness mm-hmm. that we're connected, that God wants to be with us, not just on Sundays, but everywhere we go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's amazing when you have that kind of connection and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> angels are singing and like the mm-hmm. Lord has clearly put you here for a reason. And you're having this conversation with someone because I've had moments like that, not to that extent. I mean, you were very brave to do that in the middle of a punk rock concert. I don't know that I would ever have that kind of boldness, but I have had moments like that. But what happens when you step out and you try and it doesn't go that way? Yeah, that that's a great question. That has happened in, in two different ways. One, you get rejected yeah. or number two, you get misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the pathway out of both is humility. Mm. And that's hard for me. <laughs> yeah. like it is like yeah, it, almost every confession is like there's like three things that I confess all the time. And pride is always one of them, you yeah. know. Um, so I'm kind of the best at pride. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> Obviously. But, um, but but so so humility is, is the pathway out of it. But I, I want to let you know, like if if you baked me a cake and you're really good making it baking cakes. Mm-hmm. Right. And you use some ingredient that I was allergic to, or there's something that I was just like, no, I'm not eating cake this week, Mm -hmm. which would never happen, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He literally plucked off icing off of a cupcake and just ate the icing like two seconds before recording. You're going to eat a cupcake while we're doing a podcast? I have cake within arm's reach as we speak. I am now officially touching cake. I am now not a touching cake. Like that's a first. But let's 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 say you made this for me. You know that I love cake. It would be an amazing gift. And I reject it. I say, I don't want your cake. Or even worse, I take the cake and I throw it at you. Mm. Oh my gosh. Rude. Totally rude, right? But is God still glorified in the fact that you made an amazing gift and you made an offering of that gift? Yes. That offering wasn't received. It was rejected. But the grace in the giving is still there. I was not able to receive the blessing of the cake. Mm -hmm. But that's on me. That's not on you. And so guys, make the cake. And and, and I would say that that would just be a seed planted. I was going to say it could right. could take root later. Yeah. yeah. It may be that that person needed to hear that moment, mm-hmm. that that time right then, but then also later on there's going to be another something that comes up and another mm-hmm. something. And it may be the third, fourth, fifth time before they right. actually can take yeah. in what they're being yeah. told. Yeah, because that's the heart of the father. He's a relentless pursuer. Right, and he's still pursuing. And I would say too, I know sometimes it can be hard with... Um, Sometimes we bear burdens that are not ours to bear. Yes. And so if you offer something like that and you're like, I'm giving my whole heart, like I'm all in and I want to love the Lord and love this person and and you get shut down, take it back to God the Father. Mm -hmm. Don't bear that burden on your own and don't let that be a place where the evil one can say, well, see, I told you you shouldn't have tried that. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't let it be a place where doubt can be sown, but give it back to God and say, Lord, I, I I did this for you. Can you help me walk through this and let him take that burden off of you? Because that can be a place where we get scared and then we don't try again. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and this is where, so we talk about lumen, lumen gentium, like the, the prince of darkness was also the angel of light. Mm. Right. And yeah. so after you have an encounter that is where you are sharing the light of Christ, 
there's oftentimes moments where you feel the enemy speaking to you. Yeah. And that used to happen the longest drive I ever had every single week. And we lived five minutes away from, we still live five minutes away from the church. But when I was youth minister there, after a youth night that went great, that five minute drive home, mm-hmm. the enemy would always say, yeah, but this happened and this happened. You should have said happened. it this way. And it's, it's yeah. kind of kind of called a vulnerability hangover or a ministry moment hangover or something like that. Like post afterwards, you're like, did I do it right? Or could I have said it better? And maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And the Lord, even if you get rejected, the Lord knows like the five more dominoes to fall. And then you just got rejected. Well, four more dominoes, and then it's going to hit their heart. I just needed mm. someone else to be the next domino, and that was you. And I know you felt rejected, but it was a big step. Yeah. The Lord knows that. And so we just have to be careful to guard ourselves, which is why we need to bring both the joys and the sorrows of mission to the Lord mm. immediately. Like mm-hmm. immediately. Like that was right. awesome. Lord, be present and bless him. And I did. I couldn't hear anything. Like I couldn't listen to music on the way home because it was so loud in the uh, in the concert that my ears weren't really working. So I like had this nice little sanctuary drive home. Mm-hmm. And I just prayed for this guy. So, yeah. Lord, you're working. And, and you did yeah. something tonight. And I ask that you continue the work that you did. That's good. Bring it back to prayer too. Yeah. Pray for that person after you walk away. Have we ever talked about the Catholic exorcism app on here? I feel like I'm, I'm sure always have. talking yeah, about when it. When you busted up uh, the ring that your neighbor had, that Rachel had. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. talk about it that yeah. day. <laughs> so there's this great app. Um, it's made by Father Chad. Ripperger. I'm like Rippinger. I always try to add <laughs> extra letters in his name. And, um, and there's prayers for the laity on this app that I really appreciate. And one of them is a cleansing prayer. Mm-hmm. And so when you start to feel that overwhelming, oh no, you messed up. And even before that, you can do this prayer. But anytime you kind of give your heart out in, in ministry like that, yeah. or you have a deep conversation with someone, or you just are like really moving in the Holy Spirit. It's a good idea to pray a prayer like that because it cleanses away any ability for the evil one to come at you. And mm-hmm. it's, they're powerful. I mean, yeah. I've, I, one of our priests says we should be praying them like every single day, just because if you're living in that type of ministry all the time, then you're going to constantly be getting attacks yeah. like that. But which we're called to live in that right. reality all the time. <laughs> so right. then there yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I really am. I'm enjoying what you're talking about. Um, but there was another thing that was kind of stirring in my heart when you were talking, because this is more like you're having a one-on-one conversation, maybe with somebody out in public or maybe someone you don't know very well. When you said earlier, the baseball team, it really kind of struck my heart of like, the baseball team is a place where people get to know you really well. Like yeah. I'm sitting in the stands with the same moms every week yeah. and they know that I'm going to go to mass on Sunday. But I just kind of got my heart stirred of like, these day-to-day relationships with people we see week in, week out, day by day, maybe it's somebody at work or maybe it's somebody, you know, that you're, I, I feel like that is fertile ground for these kind of conversations and to go really deep and even kind of enter into that like discipleship kind of mode mm-hmm. versus having like a one-off conversation with somebody at, you know, H-E-B or whatever. Um, so you want to talk a little more about that, about like deep intentional relationships that can lead into some of this as well? Yeah. So, um, it's interesting because I was actually reflecting on this and I was thinking about like, Megan, we're sad that you guys are no longer at the charter school that we're at. Yeah. And school that we're at was not a good fit for your family, but yeah. your family was a good fit for the school. Hmm. And now your kids are at a different school and your family is a good fit for that school. Yeah. Why is that the reality? Because you guys were light when you were at the charter hmm. school and you were light now when you're at the different school. And that, that that's, that's an important thing because I think sometimes when we move to different places, we're like, oh, this is a new area. 
your son wasn't playing baseball eight years ago. Yeah. And you guys were still in different contexts where you were journeying with people. And I know your husband was more involved in the Knights of Columbus and different mm-hmm. things like that. Like there's other opportunities that the season of life provides. Um, but there is an intimacy that uh, we oftentimes in things like baseball or athletics or things with involving our kids. Like there's mm-hmm. just something of like, we want to see our kids survive or thrive or excel in these areas. And, uh, and we journey along other people that care about our children, even if it's not their spiritual care, it's their athletic performance or their yeah. educational or band or theater or whatever it is. Um, and a lot of times we consider success a behavioral response. Hmm. And I don't think that that's, what the Lord necessarily desires every single time. Sometimes the definition of success is that they were able to have a conversation about Christ and they had it with you in the stands during a baseball game. And that for them might've been the boldest thing that they've done this year is to talk to Megan about Jesus, because I know Megan is safe enough to talk about Jesus because I know she goes to mass every Mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Do do you see what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. so we, because for me, I, in being in ministry for so long, behavior modification was a false positive. Mm. You can have people go to church and not know Christ. Yeah. Well, we know that because we used to be one of them. My mom used to drag me to church. Why are we going? Because you're a Bartlett now get in the car, you know, and all these different things <laughs> totally. when, I was, yeah. when I was 10 years old. Right. Um, and you can have people who haven't made it to church yet that are radically loving others. Mm-hmm. Rachel right next door. She has always loved and she just didn't know that it was God through her that was being showcased. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, until she, she goes to church now. Yeah, she's. I mean, yeah, she she does. <laughs> but yeah, but but on that time frame, like she was reflecting the love of Christ. She was being lumen mm-hmm. in in a way that was proper to her context um, in her state of life. So, anyways, long story short, I hope that gives a little bit of answer. Yeah, it's really kind of getting my heart stirring though. Just thinking about like those connections that you have. Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like to ask the Lord? What are you calling me to do with this group? You know, or even just to ask him, like, Lord, where of the groups in my life, which one do you want me to to be the most present to? Or is there someone in that group that you'd like me to get to know better? And letting him kind of guide some of those conversations mm-hmm. and letting him what do we call it in encounter? Um, when he shows is it illuminate? What does he call it when you like he shows somebody to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Illuminate spotlight, illuminate. Yeah. 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 So like all of a sudden if you're in prayer and like someone's face pops into your mind, like go there. Yeah. Ask the Lord, Oh, are you showing me this person? What do you want me to what do you, do you want me to pray for them? What do you want me to do? And like, let the Lord kind of guide that. It's almost like little, like, like sometimes he like drops little pebbles. He's like, come this way, come this way. Right. And you just kind of keep going down that path. But it's and, getting me thinking about those women. Like maybe there's somebody on the baseball team that yeah. I'm meant to minister to. I was talking to them the other day and I said something about, I don't know, church or podcast or something. And this woman said, oh, my best friend is Catholic. And she just, just converted the other day and she doesn't have community. And I'm like, okay, well, see, now I have an opening yeah. to talk to them. Yeah. Or we had a friend who I was raised Catholic. Wow. Well, okay. Well now anybody who tells me they were raised Catholic, <laughs> giddy up. Giddy up. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're not today. Probably we're not going to have this conversation right now, but that gives me yeah. an opportunity as, as we move forward. And I think so much of it, honestly, I think like 90% of evangelization is just living your faith. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm called on the next baseball game to go sit next to him and be like, did you know this about the Eucharist? Like, I, I don't need to do that yeah. yet. Right. But I get to just love the Lord and love the faith and let mm-hmm. them see that. And then they're going to ask a question at some point. And then I can be like, oh, yeah. sure. Let me, let me give you a little more, you know? Yeah. I think it's just living in your belovedness. Yeah. That, um, 
like living in that constant union with God the Father, that you're able to like see those little windows open and those doors mm-hmm. open. And sometimes it is just to pray for them. Sometimes, right. you know, that's the prompting in and of itself. And that's good. You mm-hmm. know, that's not less than that is good because God yeah. hears your prayers and they will be efficacious for sure. And not, we're not called every single time to preach at someone. Right. Maybe not ever called to preach at someone. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 If we're being honest, truth, but truth should never be used as a weapon. Never. Yeah. And, and if we're wielding it, like that, it's not going to be effective at all. Yeah. But it might be that you're called to. My favorite thing is like when God gives someone a word of knowledge about that person, uh-huh. like that opens up a door big time. Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you know this about me? So you might be called to do something bold like that, or you might just be called to just sit next to them and be friends and ha- start a journey that is a long, a long game, right? Like that's right. that's really intentional too. But but whether or not the what type of calling is discerned, but mm-hmm. if you're called, the answer is yes. Yeah. You were called into mission by virtue of being baptized. And so there is the last anointing is the anointing as, as King priest, prophet and King. So yeah. we have a Royal anointing mm. whose baseball team is it? Well, in mm. the kingdom of God, that's God's baseball team. Yeah. You live in God's kingdom. Whose grocery store are you walking into this week? Mm. Oh, that's God's because it's in God's kingdom. Mm. And if God asks you to do something, like if you're a servant to a king and you're like, nah, no thanks, I don't want to do that. Like that, that's insane to think about, like mm-hmm. a servant not obeying the king, right? But the other piece is actually a courier for, on behalf of the king to announce something. Like they are not saying it like, hey, this is Chris Bartlett's interpretation. No, I am speaking for mm. God himself, like he has given me this message. So there's mm. an authority that you have as you yeah. walk into the baseball stands, as you walk into the grocery store, as you walk into your children's situation when they're having a temper tantrum. Like you have authority as a a, a prince or princess of the heavenly king. Mm. And like we need to we need to make demands or own that authority in a boldness um, that that I that you guys always talk about this uh, this revolution, this we reawakening in the mm-hmm. church that right, you guys yeah. are. Like, I think this is all about authority, like God's authority yeah. and recognizing God's kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. Like, just hold your hand out as far as you can mm. away. That's how close it is. Yeah. So it's closer for Megan because she has shorter arms, right? No, but, <laughs> but like, it's literally at hand. But the other piece is it's at our hands. Like, our yeah. work, our life, our living is what builds the kingdom of God. Yeah. And it's not just the heavenly kingdom. A lot of people think kingdom of God equals heaven. It's here on earth as it's well. It's here on earth, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, Chris, because I think sometimes we end up, and, I, and by we, I mean me, we end up thinking like, well, we have our own little camps. Like, are you in my Catholic camp? Are you, do you not believe in the God? Bubbles. Our yeah. little bubbles. Or, or even like, um, the way we think about things, right? Like, oh, well, Christianity is for those of us who like really want it, but y'all over there don't really care. So I'm not going to approach you. You know, I end up doing those kind of things. Like mm-hmm. I kind of segment myself off of like, well, it's not worth going out to you because you're just going to shoot me down anyways. Yeah. But when you look at it as this whole, everything is God's. Yeah. And his heart and his desire is for every single person to love and know him mm-hmm. and to be transformed by the gospel it's his kingdom, then it changes everything. It's yeah. not just, yeah. oh, in my little corner, I'm going to stick with my little Catholic people. It's like, right. no, like the Lord is calling us to be in the world, to love these people, to let uh, let him work through our hearts towards the people that he so desperately is desiring and chasing down. Yes. Hmm. That's powerful. Good job, Chris. All right. We are running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do what's God doing in your heart? Yes. I don't know what God's doing in my heart. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard because we just recorded yesterday. I know. So. Whenever, whenever we have back to back, then we have to think harder. You go first, Chris. Yes. <laughs> I would love to go first. So um, we just experienced a car accident last mm, night. Thanks yeah. be to God that mm-hmm. uh, 
that everyone's okay, um, except for the car, I guess. And, that, and that's what I was thinking of in, in my yeah. holy hour this morning. I was thinking about it. And I was like, oh, there's just another thing to do. And I started thinking like, oh, God, you're putting me to the test. Like you're just mm-hmm. how much more can I kind of have to take on? And Because and, we have the hailstorm and we have the hail damage. And we have all, uh, all these need, need things for the house and our kids need things. There's all these spinning plates. We have three birthdays this month. Like yeah. there's, it's a lot of exciting things, but it's a lot of things right. that require tasks. And <laughs> a lot of insurance claims happening. Yes. <laughs> and like we had to go through because there was a lien on the car from a loan that we paid off years ago. And uh, we don't even know that it, like, I didn't know how to contact him, like all these different little things. And, uh, and I'm just like, Lord, are you testing me? And he said to me, can't you see, Chris, I'm loving you. Mm. Like, wow. he, 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 I'm sitting there and I'm just closing my eyes. And he's like, can't you see, Chris, I'm loving you. And I look at my car and then I look at the car that hit my car. Yeah. And there's no way that my car mm-hmm. would have damage yeah. like it got hit at 20 miles an hour when his car had damage like it hit someone at 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Like the distinction between those two. And so I'm And the thought there. of Kendra going headfirst into oncoming traffic and opening her eyes and realizing she needs to turn back. And I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like, amazing. I, I almost can't process that thought. I woke up at three a.m. last night, kind of processing all the things, and that's why I had to take it to Jesus again. But like, God is loving us. Yeah. Like, and if God is putting us to the test or a test or whatever, He's actually using the test to love us. All mm-hmm. God, do, all God does is love us. Right. Mm-hmm. So God is loving me. We had a car accident. Okay, but let's look at the situation. How is God loving me through this car accident? Yeah. Oh wow, it's because. I have, yes, I probably will need a new car, but I was able to drive it home and my wife and my daughter and my puppy <laughs> were able to all go home and sleep in their own beds without going to the ER or getting, yeah. they don't have a scratch on them. And that's insane because the other vehicle had to be towed away by yeah. this massive thing that came yeah. and towed it away. Like yeah. it was insane, right? And so in the different ways, like God is not out to test us. God is not out to get us. God is not out to punish us. He is just out to love us. And I know that's a simple message, but God is speaking much more simply to me. And I think it's because he's exhausted with, with me trying to figure out some sort of Einsteinian code <laughs> for his love. He's like, it's just way more yeah. simple than I'm not testing you. I'm just loving you. Look at it again and ask, mm-hmm. how is God loving me in this? So that's what God's doing in my heart. That's beautiful. What about you, Kendra? <laughs> me? Um, I... Lord has just been allowing me to see the power of our angels Mm. lately. I mean, definitely with a car accident last night, um, I really felt the presence of our angels and just in different things. You know, whenever I go to bed, I've been, you know, praying to my angel to tell my kids angels um, just to hover over them. And I just envision them hovering over them and protecting them. And the nights that I pray that prayer everyone sleeps peacefully mm. and there were, and, and I, I did it for about six nights in a row. And then in the middle there, I didn't do it one night and my son woke up with a nightmare. Mm. And so it's just so beautiful. Like we, we just need to call on our angels, call on our angels, yeah. call on our angels. They are with us. They want to have an active place in our life, an active role. Um, and they are, they are for us and they are for God and his kingdom. So they're beautiful. beautiful. I love to think about like, the spiritual world that we can't see yeah. and just the way that I know. Yeah. Hmm, oh, especially, the beauty that we don't especially even know. Especially at the liturgy of the Eucharist. Yes. yes oh, I would I love to see oh, the world Have you dance. seen that video where the, the people walk in and all of a sudden they can see what's happening on the altar? No. no. Have you not seen? No. Y'all never seen this? Oh, <gasps> it's amazing. 
Y'all need show notes and you need to put a link I to will, that video I in. I will put it in and there. And you need to put a link to that prayer in. Yeah. All so all things. of a sudden they see the, the angel. Angel, the guardian angel prayer. The guardian oh, angel prayer. I just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same. You should write I it down. Put, okay. We'll do. <laughs> write one, girl. We'll do. Okay. Um, so for me, last week, maybe the week before, an encounter. I swear every week it's like an encounter. We did da 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 That's just our <laughs> podcast know, yes. now. Yeah. Um, but we read the Song of Songs. And yeah. we read it from the, the Passion Translation, and which is funny because like six months ago, our friend Esther told Kendra to read the Song of yeah. Songs from the Passion Translation. And Kendra told me, and I may or may not have fully read it. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, I think I read like two chapters. And the chapters that I read, I was like, this is great. And then I think I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and I even wrote a talk about it. <laughs> so I know I read part of it. But um, it was really powerful. And I highly recommend reading from the Passion Translation, because I just think it's mm-hmm. it's easier to understand the heart of God the Father, because there's a lot of symbolism and there's a lot of imagery. They kind of like break it down in a way that actually makes it make sense that it's from Jesus to us as the beloved, yeah. where otherwise we may miss some of that because it's like language that we don't fully understand. Yeah. This feels um, like you're in a Shakespeare play otherwise. Yeah, otherwise it's a lot of like... And a lot of like flowery language about like plants and things that deers. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But in the passion translation, they like, it's just straight from God's heart to to our hearts. And it was so funny when I was reading it though, because I was like, our whole ministry has been built around letting people know they're the beloved. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like to have intimacy with Jesus and to walk with Jesus? (laughs) And, And it's like that book of the Bible is everything that God has told us to teach people. And it's in the Bible and it's amazing. (laughs) I didn't know that until like two weeks ago. Uh It's like it took everything that we teach and put it all in like right there. So I highly recommend, um, and I've just been really enjoying um, letting the Lord speak. And so I've been reading it every single day. Oh, nice. Like two chapters of Song of Songs every day and just like letting the Lord pour his love over me. Mm -hmm. It's been fun. That's powerful. Yeah, it really is. And we haven't talked about our retreat yet. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have something very exciting coming yes. up. Uh, we just announced last week that we are going to do a, um, a an overnight retreat at Eagles Wings Retreat Center in Burnett, Texas. And it's going to be called Hosanna, Your King Has Come. Mm-hmm. And it is the weekend of Palm Sunday. And so we are... Um, at first we were like, Palm Sunday is kind of a weird weekend to do a retreat. And that's why the retreat center was available <laughs> because youth ministries don't want to go that weekend. But then we were like, oh, oh, but maybe it's not. Yes, please. Yeah. Maybe it's a fantastic. into Holy Week. It's yes. perfect. Fantastic weekend to have yeah. a retreat. And, um, and the more we kind of thought about it, the Lord just really started stirring our hearts for like that moment when... Jesus makes his triumphant entry into Jerusalem and the women and the men are cheering and they're praising their king and it's this glorious moment of like, my king has come and that feeling of the belovedness standing there waving palms. I'm like, what if we just stayed in that moment? Yeah. Instead of rushing into the passion like we normally do on a, on a Palm Sunday. <sighs> okay, Chris has to go. Bye, Chris. Bye, friend. <laughs> Bye. What if we just stayed there in that moment and worship God and yeah. let him pour his love over us. Yeah. And then Kendra said, I think it needs to be the song of songs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, 100%. So we want to have a weekend with you guys yeah. in the Texas Hill Country where you get to be loved on by your king. Yep. And we're going to worship him in celebration and receive his love and intimacy and have fun and community and climb mountains if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Doing outdoor stations of the cross if you want to. Yeah. Um, 
it's beautiful holy ground that we're going to be having it on oh, too. It's, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It is so, so beautiful. So excited. And it's March, which is like, God is already like aligning things oh. so sweetly. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. We met with our chaplain last night or yesterday and he said, well, how are you going to do mass at this? Because it's Palm Sunday weekend and that's kind of mm-hmm. hard. And, and in my mind I was like, well, we'll have mass on Sunday. We'll figure it out one way or another. Right. And the more we talked to him, he was like, what if you made mass like Saturday night? And what if everything you did led up to mass? Yeah. And then I just had, and Kendra was like, and it could be candlelight and it could be beautiful. And I just had this image of like, this is everything we have worked, that the Lord has been working in our hearts for all this time Mm -hmm. is for his women to fully experience him at mass. Mm -hmm. We always fully experience him in adoration. Right. We're good at that. Right. We don't always fully experience him in mass as a whole, as a group. And, and I just have this vision of the most beautiful mass you've ever seen yeah. Saturday night yeah. and adoration the culmination, the culmination of this yeah. just like pinnacle moment where the Lord just desires to encounter his women. Mm. I just, I just saw like the doors flung open wide and Jesus is like processing in. just, let's, yes, let's go. I'm here. Oh, it's going to be amazing. King and has come. Ladies, king, has, king come. has come. We can only um, have 65 women. Yeah. And we had 150 at our last event. So, it will fill up. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to come, please get your tickets right away. Yeah. Um, because I would assume it'll probably be full by December ish yeah, is what I'm so. thinking. Yeah. And this would be a great Christmas present for somebody. If you have, you know, maybe ask your husband yeah. <laughs> or your and parents. This is 18 and up this time. Yes, it is 18 yeah. and up because we have to deal with um, yeah, yeah, rooming, you know, housing, all that kind of stuff. And we don't want to. Um, you know, put anybody in any weird positions. So, um, and so all meals are included mm-hmm. and um, there's a chef on site who is fantastic. Good, yeah. He's so, the food is fantastic and he will, and he cooks for uh, food allergies. Yes. Just as beautifully as he does for even celiac. Have, he yeah. can, he can accommodate celiac dairy, all the things, which yeah. is, my daughter, well, both of our daughters were at a retreat with him recently and she was so excited every time she'd walk in. He made gumbo and the gumbo was gluten-free and it didn't have any tomatoes in it. And she had gluten-free bread and she was like, I can eat all these things. <laughs> like he's, his accommodations are fantastic. So yeah, yeah. Please join us. And there's, um, so all room, like the rooming and the meals are included. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just bring your hearts. Yes. Oh, so exciting. All right. So you can register on our website, hisbelovedoftexas.com. Dun, 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 dun. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. This is wonderful. Yeah. Um, just pray for your hearts that you, if you're feeling a tug to reach out to someone, if you're feeling a tug to pray for someone that you will step into that and yeah. be bold. And if you f- make a mistake, that's okay. Yep. He's if bigger you, than it. He's if he says, reach out to someone and you say, I'm too afraid. <laughs> Like, that's okay. We'll try again next time. We do it all. We all do that. Or yeah. if he asks you to tell somebody something and you forget, which is what I do a lot. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> right, we too. Do. We do. That's right. funny. Okay. Bye, Bye friends. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Every chance we get to meet with you and talk about Jesus just brings so much joy to our hearts. I pray I pray that the revival is coming and I pray that the revival is coming through you. Did you know that you're part of this? I pray that every single day 
you grow more in love with Jesus, you hear his voice more, you follow him more. And I pray that this podcast is helping you a little bit along that way. If you are liking what you're hearing, we would love for you to share it with a friend. We would love for you to make a review on your podcast app, Apple, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use. And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, email us if you ever have any questions or you just want to share what God did in your heart today during the episode. See you next week.